Dad. Mary turned her back on Peter. Is everything okay? Yes. Well, not exactly. How are things in Greenwich? Fine. Great. She tried to suppress impatience. Is Ralph okay? Ralph Waldo Folger, Mary's grandfather, was in his mid-eighties, and his right hip was threatening to give out. Ralph's just fine. Well, then we're all fine. She worried at the diamond solitaire on the third finger of her left hand, its band too loose past the knuckle, and waited for her father to come to the point. Peter sprawled on the bed behind her. She was aware of him listening. Trace odors of sweat and running shoe drifted toward her. Meredith. Yes? We found a body floating in the harbor this morning. Whoa. Mary bent her blonde head protectively over the receiver. So, what is it? A drowning? On the face of it. Accidental? I don't know. They were both silent for the space of several heartbeats. Why shouldn't it be accidental, Dad? Hell, it might be, but it just feels... weird. We've got an ID on the guy, and he was working a scallop boat. Jay Santorski, all of 21. And it doesn't make sense to you that a scalloper would simply fall into the water and not come out? Does it make sense to you? John Folger asked. Water's pretty cold this time of year. 38 degrees this morning. Hypothermia wouldn't take long. Few minutes, maybe. And he was wearing a ski jacket, shoes, all that would drag him down. Her father's voice seemed to gain confidence with every sentence exchanged, as though he had moved from hostile terrain into familiar territory. He really wants to believe it, Mary thought, but in his heart, he can't. Any idea when he went into the water, she asked him? The cold makes it hard to tell, but Fairborn is saying he's probably been dead around eight hours. Dr. John Fairborn volunteered as medical examiner for the Nantucket Force. Coast Guard pulled the body out about 8 a.m. Mary glanced at her watch. 9.30. So, we'll say midnight or thereabouts. You think he fell over the side of a boat or off the wharf? Who'd take a boat out at midnight in December? Besides, there's none floating around empty in the harbor. We did find a bike that may have been Santorsky's, submerged in the shallows of the Easy Street Basin. I've got sights checking for a registration now. Mary could imagine it, the rusted frame of a beat-up old three-speed, hundreds like them on the island, skittering off the edge of the boat basin near the renovated fishing shanties of Old North Wharf. It was one of the more historic places to call home on Nantucket, almost prestigious. But at this time of year, a lot of the seasonal cottages would be deserted. It was unlikely, she thought, that anyone would have heard a cry for help. Did Santorski live at Old North, Dad? Nope. He had a room in a group house out in Surfside. 
where some unfortunate member of the force was probably parading the dripping bike even now and informing the young man's roommates that he was dead. You might want to get a crew to dredge the basin for evidence, Mary suggested. Or maybe send the Potts's down. Tim and Phil Potts, brothers and officers of the Nantucket police, pinch hit as the force's diving team when never necessary. They're a little busy right now. So am I, Dad. Chief, she temporized, this really could have been an accident. You know how close the Rose and Crown is to Easy Street? Yeah, he said doubtfully. Santorsky would hardly be the first 21-year-old to go drinking on a Thursday night. And even a scalloper, a drunk scalloper, might not crawl out of December water once he rode his bike in. Peter squeezed her shoulder and mouthed, taking a shower. She waved at him distractedly. Any sign of violence on the body, she asked her father.